Welcome to the Grandmother Podcast. Just a brief reminder while it's up in front of you to please leave a five-star rating if you enjoy the show. And if you're feeling generous, to subscribe and to leave a review as well. We love your feedback and it goes a long way towards helping the algorithms and getting us out to more people. And for more, you can follow along at Grandmother Podcast on Instagram. Thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, hi, Gogo. Thank you. Hi, Amelia. How are you doing today? I'm okay. I'm a little bit in a bad mood because my vacation's over. Oh, but that's well, okay. Maybe, Poor maybe, me. Maybe you'll have new vacations very soon. That's true. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks so much for coming on and letting me interview you. Oh, I love interviews. So it's a pleasure on my part. You do? Yes. I you like to, talking about yourself. I love speaking and talking. Okay, good. Okay, so I'll start with a few questions. So first, why don't we start with the nickname that I have for you and why I don't call you Grandma? I never wanted to be called Grandma. It just is not is not my thing. But when you were a little girl, I told you my name was Glow. And then you changed it into Go-Go. Mm-hmm. And that's how I became Go-Go. Okay, why don't you want to be called Grandma? It just was not my type. I it, it sounds like an old lady. And you're not old. You're a young no, I'm lady. Not, I'm very young in spirit. I'm yes. a go-go girl. You are. Mm-hmm. So now the whole family calls you go-go and you like the nickname? Well, what can I do? I'm stuck with it. It's I okay. know. Everybody right. calls you that. It's fine. There are <laughs> worse things that I could be called. Yeah, that's true. It could just be called... Like schmo-schmo. Schmo-schmo. <laughs> that would be, but not, that would be a weird <laughs> name or schmuck. <laughs> <laughs> so how come you've lived in New York City your whole life? What What's drawn you there? I live on the there? Upper West Side of Manhattan, near mm-hmm. Central Park, which is lovely. And I live in Manhattan my entire life, except for a few years in the Bronx, because my father was a Yankee fan. But I uh, live in Manhattan now because I think it's the best place on earth. Mm, wow. There is what, no other place. What do you think makes it the best? And you've never gotten sick of it. All kinds of people from every walk of life and all kinds of cultural activities. Mm-hmm. 
So there's no end to what you can do in New York. That's and true. New York is always growing, right. always changing. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell them, let's talk about when I lived with you for three summers. Did you like that? Or you can you can be honest. What did you think? Well, I had no choice. I was told that Amelia was going to live with me. <laughs> I'm sort of a person that likes to be alone. But okay, Amelia, come on board. And Amelia slept in the living room and I was in the bedroom and she would come home late at night, but I had no yeah. idea that she was. Home. And you didn't really care, right? I you was just very let relaxed. Me do me, right? Not like my mom. But her mother would call up and wake me at three in the morning and say, where is Amelia? And I had to go in the living room and say, your mother, my New York accent, your yep. mother is on the phone. Yeah. But uh, we had a good time living together. It was three summers. Yeah. We survived it. We survived. We survived. You did like it because you would, you would admit, you pretended you didn't like it, but then when I would leave, you would cry. Did I cry? You did a few times. I saw and you, Amelia, you got in a fight and then. Amelia you took were, over my entire hallway with about 50 pairs of and shoes. And I'm Amelia, by the way. I don't know if I introduced myself. So Amelia loves ready. clothes and Amelia loved to take over the space with 50 pairs of shoes in my hallway, but it was okay. Fifty. I think that's probably a little bit of an exaggeration, but. Well, many pairs of shoes. Many shoes. Many, many shoes. And then remember we had a fight one time because I said, I asked you to stop doing the dishes at 12 in the morning and then you got very upset with me. This is my home and I do what I want to do. Yeah. And you go to bed very late for someone of your age. (laughs) (laughs) I go to bed late? You, well, it was 12 a.m. You were doing dishes. What time people of my age? I don't know. Maybe like 930. That's a little early. (laughs) Yeah. But then the next morning you felt so bad. Then you said you were going to get me a present. Oh, really? I was good. That was nice. Aren't you lucky? I walked in, you were crying and I felt oh, so I bad. Oh, I doubt that I was you crying. Were. Wasn't that tragic? That's okay. I think it was tragic for you, but <laughs> we've moved past that. Don't worry. Okay. So why don't you talk a little bit about your upbringing and when you lived right across from Yankee Stadium and what was that like for you growing up? Like, what was that experience like? I lived in the Bronx until I was seven years old because my father was a Yankee fan. And we lived in the building with all the famous Yankees. That must have been, was that fun? Like, did you? Uh, well, care? I was young, so it didn't have any meaning. Apparently, mm-hmm. the Yankees' children were my friend, <laughs> but I have no memory. I know there was a me- famous player called Bill Dickey in the building. Mm-hmm. And I know that I went out, that we had a fire escape. I think. I would go out to the fire escape and scream out all the players' names. Oh, so you were a, so you I, were a fan. Yeah, but I have no memory, but I was told that I was watching from the uh, fire escape. Mm-hmm. And then we moved down to Riverside Drive, 82nd mm-hmm. in Manhattan. And I went to PS9 Manhattan. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a block away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what were you like in school? Were you like... I was a straight A student. I was a good student, but I never stopped talking. Uh huh. And I got you in contact. That meant unsatisfactory. Oh. And I was. You were a rebel. And I was put away from the class. I had the last seat in the class because I made everybody laugh. (laughs) So you were the jokester. And yeah, I was the jokester of the class. So you were popular, or? Oh, I don't know if I was popular. I I don't know if I was liked. I think we all just went home at three o'clock. Uh huh. You know. But you had friends, right? I had friends, yes. Mm-hmm. Tell them what your parents were, what, what were your parents like? My mother was a rocket, Radio City Music Hall. She's quite glamorous. And my father looked like a, a member of the mob. He looked like <laughs> a gangster. 
They were like Desi and Lucy, very glamorous couple. Desi and and Lucy from I Love Lucy. And they would go out every night to nightclubs. And who was with you? You were just alone. And I was with a babysitter. Mm -hmm. And I never saw my mom because I would go to school the next morning. She still would be sleeping. Wow. So um, did you see her on the weekends or not really? uh, Well, I didn't see her that much. She was very glamorous and very busy. And I was always in the care of somebody or other. Mm -hmm. What about your dad? And my dad was working. He worked in Brooklyn Mm -hmm. in an office in Brooklyn factory. He made parts of radio. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... Did you ever spend time with your mom as a child or you never really went to lunch or did things together? Uh, we, right? She always told me what, where I should go and what, she, what I should do. She, I would say, what should I do today? And she uh-huh. said, why don't you go to the Hayden Planetarium? Uh-huh. So I would go off by myself, but I hated the Hayden Planetarium. I still hate it. People do not like the Hayden Planet. So how would you get there? Would you I would walk around the neighborhood. I, the Upper you West. walked alone. When yeah, you were I was like always. Six. I walk alone because to tell you the truth, there's a song about that. Yeah, I was always alone, but I was very resourceful uh-huh. and very independent, uh-huh. and I still am. Mm-hmm. You are very much so. Right. And you didn't think it was, you didn't mind going alone because you didn't know anything else, right? Well, my mother was not going to go with me. What about your little sister? Well, she was five years younger, and so. Uh-huh. So what happened when your little sister was born? Were you very much on your own still? Still. And they had a nursemaid for her. Mm-hmm. And that they took over my bedroom. Uh-huh. And they put me in the maid's room. And I was very upset by that. <laughs> that What was that room like? A tiny little room. I had to give up my room as I'm feeding myself. That was very traumatic. It was. Mm-hmm. And I used to... Did you I speak wasn't up very about close it? To, or no? It wasn't close to my sister, but I used to steal money from her baby <gasps> carriage. A doll carried. Oh. She had money in there. And well, I would, okay. I would like a, steal like it. Like a piggy bank? I don't know where she got the money, but I would steal it. <laughs> that's, that's, that, you never told me that. That's a new story. That's new. That's new. So you, where did you go to high school? In my neighborhood at that time, people did not really go to the public high school. We went uh-huh. to private school. I had a friend, best friend named Rona Friedman, mm-hmm. and she was going to go to the Bentley School. Oh. So I said to my mother and father, I'm going to the Bentley School for high school. And they said, fine. So that's how I got to go. I told them where I was going. Uh-huh. And it was a wonderful school. Uh-huh. It saved my life. Really? Why do you think so? Because they didn't care about conduct or sit down in your seat and be quiet or anything oh, like that. that's good. Oh, I had to tell you another terrible story about PS9. What? The music teacher tapped me on the shoulder and said, you're a listener. Do not sing. Because you had a bad voice. That was terrible. Okay. <laughs> Did so, you talk? <laughs> moving on to Bentley. <laughs> Did you talk back? Oh, I guess I didn't sing. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bentley was wonderful. Fish it was, got a swim and birds got And then I black. took lessons later on. But we, oh, we, I don't want to go ahead. Okay. So you went to Bentley. And that was wonderful because they were very supportive. Uh-huh. And we did a lot of politicking. Politicking? Yes. We wrote letters to our congressman in oh. the ninth grade. You're very ahead of your time. We had action through correspondence. So oh. It was wonderful. That is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you went to high school. Then how did you pick Michigan where you went to college? I, I 
became, I blossomed in high school and I you loved blossomed. working and I would study till two o'clock in the morning. Wow, I didn't know that. Every night at my parents' dining room. Why table. were you so motivated? What, I was just what? very motivated there to be an, a good student. Uh-huh. Because everyone in your class was a good student. So they you were, everybody to... was involved in school and loved. So you really liked the acad- academic. So that really opened me up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but how did you pick where you went to college? Well, I was a good, st- I got excellent grades, but I didn't do brilliantly on the scholar, on the, uh, the college boards. Uh huh. I guess you call them the SAT. Uh huh. So I got into Overland. Oh. And mm-hmm. Michigan. Mm-hmm. Only two schools. Well, I don't remember where else. You don't so remember, I went to the University remember. of Michigan for a year. Uh huh. And then I was determined to get into the top schools in the East. Uh huh. Oh, you went to Michigan for two years. One year. One year. And did you like it? And then it or I got into really Barnard, remember? Vassar, Bryn Mawr. Uh-huh. So I did very well at college. Uh-huh. And I made the mistake. Oh, I shouldn't say this if this is going on the air. Well, it's okay. I made the mistake of choosing Bryn Mawr. Why was it a mistake? Because it was just so difficult and there's so much hard. work. You could never finish the work. Oh, that sounds It was just fun. beyond so the you beyond. you just had a very... So rigorous I college experience, but you didn't really have it. I didn't love time. it there, no. So you might have been happier if you stayed in Michigan. I would have been better off staying at Michigan, yeah. Did you have any regrets about leaving or you just didn't think about it? Isn't there a song, My Regrets Couldn't Be Greater, Stay Right Where You Are? Plant Maybe. you now, dig you later. <laughs> I don't know the song, but I'll, yeah. I'll listen um, to it. Well, let's not talk about regrets. But... Okay. So you left Bryn Mawr, and then what, what did you do for work? What did you want to do after college? And then how did you I meet? never really found out what I thought I wanted to be in. Um, you know, Edward R. Murrow was a very famous commentator. Mm-hmm. On what? On television. On tel- what networks? The news networks? I, I forget. Was it CBS, Hillary? Oh, Hillary. Not <laughs> She's That's asking my, my mom. I'm like. asking somebody off camera, off stage here. <laughs> I believe it was CBS. Uh-huh. And he had a wonderful show. So I was interested in politics. And television. Mm-hmm. So I went for a job at ABC. Mm-hmm. How did you get the job? Oh, I don't know. It was probably, you know, there are ads in the New York Times at that point. Uh-huh. And it wasn't competitive. It was an awful job. What did you do? I had to clip things from the, from newspapers that mentioned ABC. It mm-hmm. was an awful job. It was boring. I never really found a job that I liked. I never got to that point. My period of life was not, was prior to the women's movement. Uh-huh. So it was okay to be home with your children. It was not a disgrace at that point. Right. Mm. So that's what you thought you want. That's so you I did. really wanted to have kids and uh-huh. to be a mom, make up for the years that I did not have home life. Uh-huh. And so that my greatest joy was my three children. Uh-huh. And how old were you when you had your first child? I had my first child at 25 and a half. Which is my age, which I am not ready to be. Can you <laughs> picture me being a mom? Do you think I would be good right now? Oh, why not? Maybe. So you had, and then how did you figure out how to be a mom? You just learned? Well, you just follow your instincts. The child needs to eat. The child needs love. The child needs fresh air. Uh Mm -hmm. And how did you pick the name Hillary, your first child's name, my mom's name? I chose the name Hillary because my sister went to a very prestigious school called Riverdale Country School. Mm -hmm, Which still exists. And there was a girl... (laughs) Named Hillary Paley, uh-huh. whose father was the head of CBS, uh-huh. William Paley. 
And I heard the name Hillary. Oh, my God. So you must have been really young. You, you remember I the heard, name. I remember the name, um, I guess, from when I was in high school. Uh-huh. And so she became Hillary. Wow. Mm-hmm. And with one L, with one L. from the word hilarious, <laughs> Hillary, do you think she's hilarious? She is hilarious. She's hilarious in her own way. In her own way. Aren't we all hilarious? Yes, in our own everybody way? is. So then until we didn't get to talk about how you found your husband, which I know we, we don't have to spend too much time on that. Well, I uh, he's went no to Bryn with us, but I went to Bryn Mawr College. And I had a friend named Wilma Pincus. Wilma Pincus. What a name. was known as Willie. Willie. And it's a girl or? Willie was a girl. It was a girl's school. And she went to Yale Graduate School. And she met Richard Misson. Mm -hmm. And she said, I think you would like him and I'm going to fix you up. What did you think? Do you even remember your first date, what you did? Or did he call no, you? No, I don't really remember then? my first date. But you I had was, bones. But I was very superficial. Uh-huh. And... I liked the fact that he went to Yale and Yale Law School. Uh-huh. And I liked the fact that he had very nice tweed jackets. But he only had one, right? You found out later. Or he, he only had varsity one, jacket. He only had one tweed jacket. I don't know the number, but the one he had was very <laughs> nice. And I was very superficial. Uh-huh. And so there you have it. And then you were very into his status and image. Exactly. How, and do you feel like you really knew him? You did. Or well, you were it was my fan. I created a fantasy. Right. And so I knew knew about my fantasy. Uh-huh. I probably didn't know the real Richard, but I knew, you know, my notion of him. Do you wish you had done anything differently or no? Well, how do you think well, that I was you living in an era when the fantasy? I was living in an era when if you didn't get married at a certain point, mm -hmm. you considered an old maid. Right. And I was, got married at... I had a child at 25. So I got married 24. at 24, and I thought I was over the hill. Wow. So you were putting the pressure on yourself, but did your parents put any pressure Nobody on you? Nobody put any pressure on me. So your parents didn't really, they weren't worried about you getting married. No, they, it was. It they, was all you. It was all in my head, my own head. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. That's interesting. Yeah. So your parents like were, were lenient in a way. Well, it was so, they were sort of laissez-faire all the time, my whole life. I uh -huh. sort of did whatever I wanted to do. So did they like Richard? I don't know. Okay, we don't have... Well, there's a story that he left a... funny a, story. A very... There was a very uh, important game, World Series. My father got tickets for Richard and for himself. And Richard left in the middle. My father was mortified. <laughs> Nobody left in the middle of a world. Were you series. already married at that point or were you maybe I'm engaged? not sure. I just remember the story. I don't know. That is crazy. Mm. Okay. So you married Richard, you had kids and did you ever ask him and you just, it was just decided nobody got married back then and didn't have kids, right? You just knew you were going to have kids. Yes. That was my goal. I wanted kids. How many kids did Richard want? Or I don't think he ever kids? decided how many. You just decided, right? I wanted, I would have had more. Mm -hmm. I would have what made you only have three? You just decided. Oh, I think there's a story that somebody tells. I don't know if it's true. What's the story? That if I, I had to have one more child, I had to move to the suburbs. Oh, I did you really? I don't know if that's true. Well, maybe. Four so, kids, that would have been a, beside, a lot. Besides, I don't think at that point we were getting well, you know, on that well, whatever. Right. So then you guys, so then how long were you married before? 15 years. That's a long time. It is. How did you decide that it wasn't working anymore? Just wasn't. <laughs> you know when something doesn't work. Right. And you know? it was kind of taboo at your time to get divorced. They're not so much. I don't think so much. It was the beginning of the women's movement. And... uh I would meet with friends every morning when our kids went to school. We uh -huh. would sit in a bakery and uh -huh. we were all got divorced. We were uh -huh. all, it was time for women to really do what they had to do with beginning, uh -huh. beginning of the women's movement. So. Okay. And it, then you were divorced and then that was it. That was it in terms of what? What's it? Well, that was it. And you guys, I don't know. I just didn't know what to say. I was trying to find a <laughs> word to say that. Okay. Next chapter. <laughs> then let's talk about how did you get into meditating and how did you, what are like, oh, I started you, meditating at 40. How did it become a part of your life? Medit Transcendental meditation is a very strong part of my life. I met, started meditating at 40. Mm -hmm. I've been meditating for 47 years and, um, it's just wonderful. You, you sit down. I actually, I do an advanced technique, but at the beginning, you meditate for 20 minutes in the morning, 20 in the evening, and you get into your inner being and you forget all your stress. And it's just wonderful. So I've been meditating a long time. I met a lot of friends. I went on retreats and, uh, it's, it's a very, very amazing phenomenon growing, mm -hmm. all, growing all the time. More and more people are meditating now. It's very in now. It is. I started in 1974 when the Beatles started. Oh. The Beatles went to. Did meet, you meet the Beatles? No, ever? I didn't meet them. They went to India. I learned in New York. Wow. They went to India to meet Maharishi. You were really ahead of your time with that. 
Yeah. Well, it was on TV a lot then. It was, uh-huh. it was in the Times a lot. It was very much in. So there. it was like the new thing. Yes. Who brought meditation here? Maharishi came to uh, the States. He first he was. Maharishi, in, what's his name? Maharishi Mahishi Maharishi Mahishi Yogi. He was in California. Mm-hmm. He traveled all over. And there are meditation teachers. There were centers in New York. And so and was, I learned. Did you have to go downtown or where was it? At there were centers, I think, on the west side at uh-huh. one point. But I went to the, there was a center in the jewelry district. The west. Hotel Wentworth. Uh-huh. September 14th, ni- um, 19, what would it have been? 74. Mm-hmm. Wow. Long time ago. So that's when I learned. And I went to lectures. Uh-huh. And I went to Iowa where there's a big school there. Oh, you center. did? Wow. We had an 8,000 course where there are 8,000 of us meditating together. Mm-hmm. And so that's, it really changed my impressive. life. So do you think like meditation was what made your life joyful? Like before meditation, what do you think has brought you joy in your life? And what do you think still brings you joy? What makes you the most happy? Uh, I love people. I love my family. I love my grandchildren. I love my friends. Mm-hmm. I never found work that I loved, unfortunately, right. but I find joy in other aspects of life. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, well, another thing that we forgot to talk about is my, uh, I started ballroom dancing. Right. How did you get into that? I had a friend. Well, first of all, my mother wanted me to dance when I was 18 months. Wow. And she took me to a dance class and I said, get me out of here. Huh. So I never danced my entire life until I was 53. Wow. And a friend took me to a lesson and she said, you're going to have a lesson. I said, oh, no, I'm not. What friend? Terry Seidman. Okay. And uh, lo and behold, I did take a lesson and I started dancing and I became a dancing fanatic. I would go five nights a week. And I did that until the pandemic. I was dancing all the time mm-hmm. for about 25, 30 years. That's great. But dancing is very joyful. It's it's a sort of meditation as well. Uh-huh. You meet a lot of wonderful people. But did you ever dance in competitions? Yes, I did ballroom dance competitions wow, and I wore all the gowns. Wow. And I traveled. Did and you do well? Did you ever win any? I won medals, a That's lot of medals. I yeah. I've never seen them. I, I think I threw them all out. Why? I just I don't know. I didn't keep them, but that was wonderful. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And now my latest passion is Tai Chi, uh-huh. which I love. Actually, Tai Chi brings together meditation and dancing. Oh, I didn't know that. It's like, it's a movement, mm-hmm. meditative movement. Talk a little bit about your cooking. You you know how to cook, but you don't cook on the regular. Um, well, my mother never cooked. My mother got married when she was 17 mm-hmm. and said to my father, I will marry you, but I will never cook for you. And she didn't want to cook because of... She saw her mother cooking. My mother was a cook in a, a Hungarian restaurant. Uh-huh. She saw her mother sweating and perspiring. <laughs> and she vowed she would never cook. So Did my father was very anything? wealthy and he could afford help. Luckily, he was. Luckily. Yeah. And she would ring the bell oh, for the wow. next course and she never did cook. And so I was not in the kitchen I never learned, mm-hmm. but I think it's a wonderful thing, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry about that. And now You're I'm kind of learning. Now I'm trying to learn in my old age. I I recently learned how to make an omelet. Uh-huh. My nice. first, my first omelet at eighty seven. That's very good. Maybe I'll call my book will be called my first omelet. My that first would be a omelet. Great idea. Mm-hmm. 
That's a really special thing. Not many people can say that. Right. Well, most That's people very... learn it. Most people learn at seven. Yeah. My first. <laughs> <laughs> so back to your mom. So, but you weren't close growing up, but then you were close later on. Yes. We were very close later on. About how old were you? And how do you think, was it easy for you to just get close again? What do you think made you guys close? I don't know. I was just after meditating, I was more open and more willing and uh -huh. more loving. And so I would visit my mother in the city practically mm -hmm. every day. That's so nice. And then I invited her to come to Shelter Island where I spent my summers. Mm -hmm. We spent four summers together. She stayed at a beautiful hotel on the water and uh -huh. I would have dinner with her every night. And we went to movies. What hotel did she stay at? It was called the Pridwin. Uh-huh. And so she had a wonderful time in Shelter Island. She met a lot of nice ladies of mm -hmm. her age. And it was very lovely, very loving. Mm -hmm. So what do you think about meditation allowed you? Well, actually, my father yeah. said to me, he used the Jewish word. He said, since you're meditating, uh -huh. you're more of a mensch. Oh, mensch he means, noticed. Yes, mensch means human being. Uh-huh. I thought it meant a nice human being. Well, maybe, I don't know word, the exact right? meaning, was, but, yeah, but he yeah. said I was more of a mensch. Uh-huh. So I was more open to my parents, more uh -huh. loving. So and he noticed that. He did notice. That's really interesting. How do you think your life changed? Like, what about meditation made you... It's hard to know, open? actually. What it's, do you think, just some qualities? I don't know. You feel more relaxed, less tense, more mm -hmm. open to things. Uh, you know that I should definitely do it. Yes, I think you should learn. I think every get very stressed out going through the motions without any reflecting time. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So I think whoever listens to this should learn to meditate. Go meditate. Call the TM Center. <laughs> well, there's also apps now. We don't have. To yes, but it's not the same. <laughs> You're right. An app is an app is an app. You really. Right. It's a it's a cheap way out. It is a cheap way. Although you do have to pay for the apps. You're not oh, you, actually learning oh, really? from a, a professional. Everybody. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, you had three kids. When my mom was growing up and Wendy and Andy and all the siblings, they would see your parents a lot, though. So you made sure that your kids saw them, but you just weren't that close with your mom. and like. Well, at that point, I was closer. Oh, you were. Yes. We saw them every Sunday. We uh -huh. went over to their house. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. They were very close with them. Yeah. My mother had about 50 pairs of shoes and mm -hmm. Hillary would go into her closet and play with all her shoes. She loved it. Yeah. Was there anything about your parents, like growing up, did you ever think, like, I don't want to end up like my parents? Or did you not? Because some people are spiteful. Of their you parents. know, you have to let it go. I'm uh -huh. not, I, I really let it go. And uh -huh. uh, you can't be angry at your parents forever and you can't right. blame them for things forever. Right. So I, I let it go. That was really brave mm -hmm. of you. Mm -hmm. So, well, how do you think that we became close and we have a close relationship? Well, you just saw this wonderful, fun woman and you just couldn't get <laughs> enough of her. I know. You were like, you were the love of my life. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you moved. You wanted to work in the city. Right. But we always were close. We spoke a lot, I guess. Right, right. That was probably important to me. Right. Well, you used to live in Brooklyn and I would go. Brookline. Oh, well, don't. No, Brooklyn. you lived in right. Brooklyn. Right. Brooklyn, New York. Uh-huh. Carroll Gardens. Mm-hmm. And I would go over two, three times a week to see you. Mm-hmm. My two little grandchildren. Yeah. And then your family was moving and I was, oh, you can't take them away. What are you doing? But I survived and I would 
travel up to Boston. You did, a lot. And just go to your nursery school and mm -hmm. go to your classes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we and right, we've kept our relationship alive. Exactly, we certainly did. Especially from being roommates. Right, and then, of that course, we became roommates. That's yeah. right. And now we see each other once a week in the park. That's right, Central Park. We yeah. take a walk, right. What do you hope that maybe you didn't do that at my age that I... What do I hope for do, you? Or, well, what do you think that you've learned that you to, think is important? To find out who you are uh -huh. and what your feelings are uh -huh. and what your needs are. Uh-huh. Not to go by what everybody else is doing. Right. By what the world is doing. Who is Amelia? What does Amelia need? Mm-hmm. What really makes Amelia tick? Not, oh, right. my friend is going here. I'm going to go there. Right. Oh, she's getting married. I'm going to get married. Uh -huh. oh, she got a house here. I'm going to buy a house. They're not these superficial things. Right. You have to go within and know uh -huh. what, how you really feel and know, know what's really right for you. How do you think you do that? Where's the first step? Like, how do you make sure you really know what your what, needs are? Yeah. Well, I had a friend, Terry Seidman, who was very into her needs. Mm -hmm. And she once said to me, what are your needs? And I said, what do you mean, what are my needs? Mm -hmm. I didn't know what my needs were. I was just going through life. Oh, you go to school, you get married, you have a house, you have children. I didn't know I had, quote, needs. Mm -hmm. So you find out what your needs are, mm -hmm. however you find them out. Not not superficial things. Right, like but what really brings really you joy. Really inside you, what is right Who are it? you as a person? Who are you and what do you really need? Uh-huh, and... Right. And how you find that? Well, meditation is a good way to uh -huh. go within. Not by going shopping and buying clothes and buying furniture and buying things. Buying, right. You think I buy too much, right? I'm not talking about you. Well, do you? No, I don't know. <laughs> but that's not who we really are. Right. So, yeah, what do you hope that I, like, what do you wish for me in my life? What do you hope I achieve? Peace of mind, joy, uh -huh. love. Love, yeah. Love, peace joy, peace, health. Mm-hmm. Loving family, loving friends. Uh-huh. Do you loving... think I'm on the right track? Uh, you have to tell me, are you? I I think so. Okay, that's good then. <laughs> I think only I'm you know, Only you know within right. what's going on. Right. Right? I think we're going to... We're going to end soon. So is there anything else? Well, it's been a pleasure, Amelia. I love yapping away here. It's I been know, a joy. I love talking. I love talking. Talking. With my New York accent. I think you've been trying to hide your New York accent a little. Oh, I Are you? I don't think I can do it, even if I wanted to hide it. Right. It's But you sound very, but, I think you sound very proper today. Oh, did I? Okay. In a well, good that's, way. That's, that's good. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's been a joy. I know. It's been I, a pleasure. I love, love to talk to you. to you. I've learned things that I didn't normally learn. Really? Today. Well, I'm yeah. happy. Well, actually, can we tell the funny story about when I told you I heard a bad word or you don't want to share Oh, yes. That? So that's what, and also I think that you're a unique grandma. Why do you think you're different? Because you don't have any, you don't have no filter, right? I have no filter. I'll say dirty words. And I'll it, say whatever. Why do you think that you don't care? I don't worry. If, I'm not proper in any way. Uh-huh. I'm improper. Yeah, you know, was about five or six years old or seven. And she said, somebody said a very bad word in school today. And I said, what was the word? Was it shit? Was it fuck? I gave you every bad word. That was crazy. To a little child. She I hope said, you can swear on this. I think you can. 
And then she said, no, it was stupid. Oh, That was the word. Whereupon right. I gave you every dirty word in the I book. I probably never said the bad words. And you probably didn't know what the words were, and it probably didn't even get to you. Right. You're still walking the streets, and you still survived. I was. Right. And I thought it was very funny. It is, it is funny. Yes. Do you think I'm funny? You were very funny. She actually the other day told me she thought she was funnier. You you think you're funny. I think I'm funny, but I'm really not funny. You're funny in your own way. I'm peculiar. You're peculiar. Peculiar. You definitely are. (laughs) That's a good way to describe you. Yes. Do you think you're an enigma? Odd. You're a little bit odd. You're definitely an oddball. I'm an oddball. You're not like the rest. Not like the rest. Like one of these is not like the other, like that song. Not like the usual grandmother. That's you. Never baked a cake for you. You did not. You weren't a Jewish grandmother who cooked. You definitely did not do that. But you did do it. Other than you taught me swear words. That was what you did. (laughs) I'm kidding. She's a great person. That's very important. Yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, I'm so glad we did this. Oh, well, my pleasure. I'll see you in a few days. Love you. Bye. Bye. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.